could remain standing, our verse today, Philippians 2.13. It says, for it, is, it is God, for it is God who is working in you, enabling you both to desire and to work out his good purpose. Let's pray together. Father, help me to be a plain preacher today, so plain that a child would understand me. Help me to be in tune to his Holy Spirit. Any word of knowledge you give to me to speak to a person or their situation, if you prompt me with it, I want to be obedient to speak to it. And then, Lord, you look at all of us, but you see me differently. Um, when you look at me, I'm, I'm under a greater and a more strict judgment because I'm a teacher and a preacher of your word. I know this and I accept my place in rightly dividing your word. It's in the name of Jesus, I pray his name that I preach. Amen. You can be seated. It's good to see you. As we do reset, experiencing God, knowing and doing the will of God, written by Henry Blackaby, uh, we dealt with uh, reality number one. And reality number one is that God is always at work around you. Let's just stop here for a moment. A lot of chaos going on. A lot of natural disasters that are going on. A lot of things that are happening. And what you and I have to pay attention to is that God is working in and through these circumstances. He's working. He's working to draw people to himself. Uh, he, he's working to influence people like, let's just take disaster relief for a moment. We prayed for this feeding team to go down to Florida. Uh, they're going to be producing 25,000 meals a day. I don't know that you all are even paying attention to that figure. Uh, basically, Anderson County every day. Uh, think about that. Think about a unit of 60 or 70 people feeding 25,000 people every day, getting up and doing it again. Monumental task. Why are they doing that? They're going into the midst of suffering so they can, they can tell the pe people about the hope that they have in Christ. I think the Lord's also trying to teach us don't put so much value on stuff. Would you not agree with that? Uh, so there's, there's a whole lot of things that God is doing, but he's always working around you. Reality number two, God pursues a continuing love relationship with you that is real and very personal. Um, one of the things in the teaching that came out that I thought was really important, and that is you and I don't have a scheduling problem to be with him, it becomes a love problem. You love what you are around, you, you, and you go after, you love it. What you go after, you love, and it's not, uh, it's not a scheduling problem. We all have the same amount of time. It, it's not a scheduling problem. It becomes a love problem. So he's pursuing us in a love relationship that is real and personal. Reality number three, the one we're handling today, God invites you to become involved with him in his work. In Philippians 2.13, it tells us that, we, that for, for God who is working, which is handling one of the realities, in you, enabling you both to desire, there's the word desire, there's a want to in you, uh, and to work out and to work out for his good purpose. Uh, Philippians 2, if you read it, you may want to make a note to just read Philippians chapter 2 today. Uh, 
It is about the Lord coming to earth. And it is about him humbling himself. It really becomes a picture of what experiencing God has already taught us if you're doing the study. And that is, there is a battle between a God-centered life and a self-centered life. Always a battle that goes on there. Christ becomes the example of what it is to have a God-centered life. His humility, him coming out of heaven and taking on physical form to be with us. So it even tells us in Philippians 2 to have the mind of Christ, to literally desire to think like Jesus. Great study by T.W. Hunt entitled The Mind of Christ. You're thinking, well, I can't have that. Philippians 2 said you should strive to have the mind of Christ. He is working around this Philippian church. He is working, he's working there in that area, but he's trying to let them know, and Paul's writing to them, is he's not only working around you, he's working in you, and he desires to work through you. Why? The latter part of this verse is all for his good purpose. You and I could think going to Florida, the good purpose of God would be to rebuild it like it is. I don't think God's desire in Florida is to rebuild what's been torn down when it comes to homes and those things. I, I think his, it, his work of good is to rebuild lives. We'll, we'll, you and I real quickly will get to thinking about property and value when what God values more than anything in, in that storm, that storm torn area is their souls, their lives. He considers that more than anything else. And he's working for his good pleasure. He's working for his own glory. And out of Philippians 2.13, I want you to get this. He's working in you so that he can work through you. He wants to work through you. And he reveals himself. His timing is good, it's perfect. He reveals himself and he reveals what he is doing and he invites you to join him in that work. Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 18 through 20. I'm gonna read it and then we're gonna go through it verse by verse. Everything is from God, which up above, we're gonna talk about that in a moment. The, the first 17 verses. Everything is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. And he has committed the message of reconciliation to us. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, certain that God is appealing through us. We plead on Christ's behalf, be reconciled, be reconciled to God. Let's look at verse 18 for just a moment. In verse 18, everything is from God. You may have a version that says all this. And what he's referring to is the first 17 verses above this verse. Uh, we can sum it up in verse 17. Let's look at verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away and look, New things have come. New things have come. So we can sum up the first 17 verses in this, this verse by saying all this is from God. What is from God? 
Everything is from God. What is from God? The fact that you can be a new person is from God. That's that's the availability that you have, no matter where you are in your life, no matter where you're geographically located, it doesn't matter. You can be a brand new person through the Lord. It is is his work. Uh, Verses 14 and 15, if you look at those for just a moment, which are the verses above, what, what is this work? Well, the work is that he sent Christ. Look at this. For Christ's love compels us. What makes those people go to Florida and sleep on cots and air mattresses and serve 25,000 people a day and cook for them? It's the love of Christ, the compassion of Christ. That is one way he is working in and through them. I promise you, if you're looking for gifts-based ministry, Every one of these people in disaster relief have hospitality gifts, helps gifts, service gifts, encouragement gifts, all those things that are there. What, what makes them take vacation time away from their family? Are you listening to me? Yes, sir. Away from their families yes, to go down there and serve. It's the love of Christ. Since we have reached this conclusion If one died for all, then all died. We have died to ourselves. And he died for all so that those who live should no longer live for themselves. You remember I told you there's an argument between a battle between a God-centered life and a self-centered life? That those who live should no longer live for themselves but for the one who died for them and and the one who was raised. Uh, What is his work his work is that he sent Christ and there's a, the love of Christ is pouring out through all of us. We're no longer living to ourselves. You, you, you're doing the compassion of Christ. You're showing that compassion. Um, through Christ, through Christ, we are reconciled to God. There's no other way that that happens. No other way, only through Christ. And then... Then it goes on to say, go back to verse 18, if you will. Then it goes on to tell us in here that it, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and he gave us, here it is. God is inviting you to join him in this work. He gave us the ministry, the ministry of reconciliation. I uh, have a really, really good friend uh, whose name is Rick Mann. Many of you all know Rick. I uh, baptized Rick. I performed he and Susan's wedding. Uh, I have performed the wedding of their of uh, one of their children. I have uh, ordained. We helped ordain Rick into the ministry. And uh, if you know him, this guy, there's there's no words to to uh, to be able to explain him. Let me give you for an example on reconciliation. Uh, Rick is so strong on reconciliation that it makes me laugh. If he knows of anybody who has anything against the other one, he puts them in his truck and he drives that person to the other one's house, pushes them in the door and said, you can't leave till you straighten it out. Uh, I've seen him do that time and time again. Why, why do you want to live 
Why do you want to live carrying a grudge, plotting of revenge? Why do you want to live in that way? Um, the, the picture that he is, look, look where it says that he gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Do you see that? God is at work in the ministry of reconciliation and he has invited us to join him in that work. He's working in us so that he can work through us. I, I don't really like to see people argue, even though I, like you, were probably one of those people who argued. Um, we can all find a difference in all of our lives. We can, I promise you. But th the picture is there's reconciliation. And what does this look like? Reconciliation is, uh, is when two people who are at odds with en enemies, basically, uh, are, have established harmony and peace together. And, and the picture of this, there's a mutual love between the two people that happens I want to remind you of this because I used it the other day. Romans chapter 5, verse 10. It says, For if while we were enemies, please don't forget this, you and I were born into being an enemy of God. We were born into rebellion. We were born with the fall of Adam and Eve in the garden. We were born into that. It says, While we were enemies, we were reconciled. There's that word. It means enemies have a mutual love for each other. We're reconciled to God through the death of his son. Then how much more, having been reconciled, will we be saved by his life? God took all of us, you and me, enemies of God, and made him his sons and his daughters. Please don't, please don't let that go by without recognizing that. So we are a part of a ministry of reconciliation and he has given it to us. He has invited us to be a part of that work and he has asked us to join him. Look at verse 19. That is in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself. Uh, he's drawing us through Christ, which is the only way that that happens. And this next verse is very important, this next section of this verse not counting their trespasses against them. Let's just stop for a moment. Let's just stop. Do you realize he has wiped away your sins? Do you realize that? He, he throws them as far as the, church, would you finish it? East is from the, he throws them into the depths of the sea. Will he remember your sins? He says, I will remember them no more. Stop. Think about that for a moment. Your sins are gone. Now the enemy is going to remind you of everything that you have done wrong. What a failure you are as a man or a woman, a husband or a wife, a parent, or just a human being. He's going to do that. The enemy is going to accuse you. 
And he's going to tell you this over and over. This is who you are. But I, I, look, this is a powerful section of this verse. Please, I, I don't want you to see it. I don't want you to hear it. I want you to feel it in the depths of your soul. Look at this. Not counting their trespasses or their sins against them. Man, we should stop right there. Free. No, no sin list. It's gone. It's gone. Stop. Just look, not, not counting that. We're, we're reconciling them to Christ. We go to Florida, would you, would you rather this ministry rebuild a house or let a soul know that all their sins and all their life can be washed away just like their house? Is they're gone to be remembered absolutely no more. And, and he has committed this message. He has committed the message of reconciliation, say the last two, to us, to me and you. We're to live that, showing what a life is like to be reconciled with the Lord. We're to live that before all people. When you have your afternoon activity or whatever you do tonight, whatever. I'm going to Don's funeral today. It won't be back till late tonight. I love the family. I've shown love to the family, but God used this church to reconcile Don. And I, I want to go and honor that. Not just my knowing him and, and loving him, but to that whole entire family. I mean, it's amazing. Dan... Dan grew up in our home, Andrew in their home, and now Dan and his wife and two little girls go to a church where Andrew is their pastor. And, and they have a life group. And Dan and his wife are, are with Andrew and Maria in, in a life group together. Isn't that amazing how all that, all that works out and comes around? And he, he's given it to us. You and I should be a living presence of what it is to be reconciled with Christ. It's, it's beautiful. And, and he entrusts this to us. He has committed, means he's entrusted it to us. And that word entrusted means he has placed it in your hands. This is a beautiful work here. He has placed it, he has lodged it. He, he has let it set up home in your life. He's placed it in your hands that you and I carry the message of reconciliation to other people. When people think, man, there's no way. There's no way I can be reconciled with God or even another person. That's not true. All of that comes true through Christ himself and he's given it to us. Look at verse 20. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. You and I know that governments send out ambassadors. We have ambassadors in strategic regions of the world and other nations, and those ambassadors are there to represent us, our nation, and also to represent our government. Uh, and in that, they have authority. They have certain authorities that are given to us. Uh, a little difference here when it says that we are an ambassador is that we, we are speaking we are speaking of God's work. But here's the difference. Christ 
Christ is speaking through you. Not only does he invite you into his work and ask you to join him, he ends up speaking through you. We are ambassadors for Christ. I, I think you get that. Certain that God is appealing through us. Do you realize that? That God is speaking in and through you. You have become his spokesperson. Man, listen, folks, listen to me. Look up here at me. Let your words be words of blessing and not words of cursing. And when I say cursing, I don't mean cussing. Have you ever had anybody tell you that you'd never be worth anything? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's a curse. That's a curse. You'll never, as I grew up, you'll never mount to a hill of beans, right? It's a curse. Man, the enemy will take that in a child and just, he'll just re, put it on repeat. You see what I'm saying? Man, let, let your words be words of blessing. Some of us have come out of COVID very critical. Are you listening to me? Very critical. Watch it. Watch it. A critical spirit, a critical spirit can emerge to where you just, you just got an edge on you about everything. And listen, folks, let it, let you be words of blessing. Blessing to people. Why? Because we carry with us a message of reconciliation. What has he done? We're, we're, God is speaking through us. He's making his appeal to be reconciled through all of us. And it says we plead. We're, we're begging. We're imploring you on God's behalf. Be reconciled. Be reconciled to God. Um, I've, uh, I've tried to take a little more inventory of um, things that are happening since we did this study in uh, with uh, in, in obviously this series is written by Henry Blackaby knowing and doing the will of God uh, our church has been through it several times but some people are going through it for the very first time of their life and I think it's a very anointed teaching I've always thought that since it came out in the 90s early 90s um, in uh, uh, phone calls this week. And a guy called me on the phone. He said, listen, I, I've been listening to the podcast. I've not been listening, uh, I'm, but I, I want to tell you, I've got to be saved. I have got to be saved. And so on the phone, I, was, I, I, I said, listen, I can't do this for you, man. You're going to have to do it yourself. I'm going to show you how to do it. And you're, uh, you're, you've got a, you know it's a point of surrender. I said, I'm going to call you back in a little while. Called him back. Is it happening? No, not yet. I said, what are you waiting on? What are you waiting on? You got to go. You got to go. This is, these are the things you need to do. And you, it's, it's a time of surrender. We, we talked just a few, uh, just a little bit later and, uh, and he had, uh, he had surrendered his life to Christ. He said, I'll see you Sunday. I said, all right, I'll see you Sunday. 
Leanne, I'm going to pick on you a little bit, okay? May I do that? Um, took, took a, shared it with somebody in her study of experiencing God, took a picture of it, sent it to somebody that she loves dearly uh, to use. You, you, l- listen, there's enough argument. Are you listening? There's enough argument. If you'll read these verses I gave you today and read a little further, it said, quit your arguments and your quarreling. Are y'all listening? Are you looking at me strange? Let, let your life be nothing but a blessing to other people. God has given you the ministry of reconciliation. That I'm a life that is reconciled with God and he, he's given it to us. He's entrusted it to us. He's laid it in our hands. He's lodged it in our life and we must be a part of that, of just seeing that people know how much God loves them and what's he, what he wants to do in their life. So here's the question. We plead on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. This is, are you at peace with God? Are you at peace with God becomes a question. Is, is everything well? Is it well with my soul? Is everything okay? Don didn't think about dying Wednesday, but he did. I'm not thinking about dying today, but I can. Is everything okay with you? I plead with you, make peace with God. And the only way that can happen is through Christ himself. He joins us to the Father. So reconcile your life with Christ today. I'm gonna sound like the old evangelist. Don't go out this door today until you have made peace with your God. Make peace with him today. He is always at work. He's always working around you. He's working in you. And he invites you to join him so that he can work through you. And he invites you into this invitation. Why? It'll bring him glory. It's for his purpose and it's for his good works. When we started this series, I told you that it is knowing and doing the will of God. Knowing and doing the will of God. And then I don't think we have a problem with the knowing part. But it's the doing part. I, I think you're okay with getting information. Which churches can sometimes, that's all we do. But it is doing the will of God. And the will of God is the ministry of reconciliation. Make sure you're reconciled with him. And live your life saying words, encouraging other people becoming recognized as being reconciled with God. Let's pray together. Father, I pray over our people today. I pray that uh, that in our sermon where there was the pause, that we are forgiven and we're free. That you don't hold our sins against us. You remember them no more. Thank you for that. And Father, I pray that you give us a fire and a desire so that other people would know that. I pray today that we leave knowing what you have given us and you've entrusted to us. 
and that is the ministry of reconciliation. May, may we leave today with blessing in our hearts and blessing out of our mouths and blessings from our lives. We, we get up, Lord, so that we can be a blessing of other people to other people, showing them what being reconciled with you looks like. Uh, Father, your love compels us and I pray that you give us a burning desire to serve. It's in the name of Jesus that I pray and that we pray together. Amen. The team's gonna lead us. The invitation is this. Whosoever will, for whatever reason today, will you come? Church, would you stand? The team's gonna lead us. Would our counselors find their place in the altar? And then will you come?